Welcome to your Vibrant Life Podcast. My name is Haley, and my mission is to help busy, burnt-out individuals increase their energy naturally and discover how good their bodies are designed to feel. If you're struggling with digestion, body image, or fatigue, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be providing you with the simple and effective strategies that me and my clients use to feel vibrant every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to your Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Haley, and as always, I am so excited to be here and I'm excited to be home. I am in my home office right now, sitting in front of my podcast mic, and it feels so good to have my space. Being in Mexico for eight weeks was absolutely amazing. We had a blast. It was really nice to enjoy the sunshine and be by the ocean. But if I'm being totally honest with you, I spent a lot more time working than I'd anticipated. It has been a really, I want to say productive last couple of months within the company, within Health Pillars, and we're growing and evolving together as a team. And obviously that requires a lot of my attention and energy. It was funny. I walked into the gym in Kelowna and the gym owner, who's obviously a friend of ours as well, saw us both. and was like, Kayla, you don't even look like you've changed. Like you don't even look like you have a tan. And I, I laughed. I was like, yeah. I didn't spend as much time laying around in the sun as I probably would have in the past. I think that, you know, my main focus when I was down there was to make sure that I was training. We have a show coming up in April, my first ever bodybuilding show, and obviously supporting the business. Whenever I wasn't at the gym or working, we were probably doing some kind of activity like visiting the cenotes or going out on a fishing trip, going to see the Isle of Cozumel. So our free time was spent doing activities and not just like sunbathing, which is kind of funny because in the past, whenever I've gone to Mexico, I've come back so tanned. And so that was a little bit funny to hear that response from someone. Oh my God, you're not even tanned. And I hadn't even really thought about it. But yeah, I'm not like super tanned for being in Mexico for eight weeks because I didn't spend a lot of time just laying around in a sun chair. I was active and working, which was obviously really enjoyable to me. And that's kind of my lifestyle. So anyways, very grateful to be home, dumping snow this morning, happy to get out there in the snow. The the fresh air feels so good on my face and skin. And I did all of my cardio this morning with a hoodie on, which felt amazing. And I didn't feel like I wanted to throw up because walking into the gym in Mexico, honestly, by about week five, before I even walked in the doors, I would start to feel nauseous just anticipating the heat and humidity in there. Obviously it was semi air conditioned, but just like wall air conditioners, not proper circulated air. And so it was like stuffy and humid. And I'm not one to like complain, but training hard in that kind of heat and humidity is challenging. It's not easy. And so mentally, just like by the end of it, I was so exhausted, mentally exhausted going to the gym. I have, you know, been training for years. And there's been very few times where I didn't feel like going to the gym. And I was getting to that point in my training that I was like feeling apprehensive of going just because I knew that it was going to be hot and freaking uncomfortable. Anyways, that is not the focus of today's episode. It's not my personal opinion of the heat in Mexico. Today's episode is about how to survive the holidays, health pillar style. So for those of you who have been following this podcast for the year. I appreciate you guys. 
Thank you so much for being here and coming back. And if you're new to the podcast, then welcome, obviously. And you're jumping in on a cool episode because today we are going to be tying together a lot of the concepts that I've talked about over the last year, essentially. And we are going to be diving into how to survive the holidays, health pillar style. Now, when I say the word survive, I don't really resonate with that word because I feel like it's a weird, weird thing to say, like, I'm going to survive the holidays, but aren't the holidays meant to be like happy and exciting and joyful? And I know for some people, depending on their financial situation or their family situation or their work situation, that the holidays might be, you know, not as enjoyable. Maybe there's a lot of emotional turmoil around the holidays. And I get and understand that. But when I see a lot of, you know, social media pushing the survival guides, you know, I even have one. I have a holiday survival guide with health pillars because the word is, I would say, very like mainstream, right? And it catches our attention. Oh, how to survive the holidays. I want that. I need that. But for me personally, I want to help people thrive during the holidays, not just survive and like get by, but I want you to thrive and I want it to be a positive experience for you. And so maybe I should have called it the health pillars survival guide, the thrival guide. I don't know. Anyways, moving past that, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, super cool. I love that. If you want a written copy, like the visual version of this, shoot me a message on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Haley Vera Fitness. Shoot me a little message on there and just say survival guide and I will send you a free copy. Obviously no strings attached. If you're wanting to watch this on YouTube, I'm actually going to share our health pillars holiday survival guide on my screen. So you can take a look at that as well. So we're going to get into this in just a second. I'm going to pull this up onto my screen for all the YouTube watchers and then we'll get into it. Okay, so let's get into the holiday survival guide. So I think the first thing that we want to understand here is that it's what we do consistently, not occasionally, that's going to determine our results on our health or fitness program or in our life as a whole. It's what we do consistently, not occasionally. So what you do on the 25th of the year, on December 25th, or January 31st, is not your major concern. It's just not. But it's all the other days in between that will determine if your holidays are healthful and happy. Because you have to understand that these holiday goodies start coming out mid-November. We start seeing Christmas chocolate and candy canes. Starbucks is promoting their, you know, delicious gingerbread lattes and pumpkin. Is it pumpkin spice? No, that's that's an October thing. I'm behind the times here. But you get what I'm saying. There's a ton of marketing that is not just on the 25th or on the 31st for New Year's. It is spread out over the course of probably close to eight weeks, right? Maybe six weeks. But it's during that time that we can actually have an effect on our body. You know, we're eating more sugar, maybe we're exercising less because it's colder outside, not getting our steps in. And it's those daily habits that stack up and mean that maybe we gain that 10 or 15 pounds over the holiday. That doesn't happen just on Christmas Day or New Year's Eve. So if you're stressing about Christmas dinner, I suggest that you enjoy Christmas dinner and enjoy New Year's Eve and make those the least of your concerns and make your daily habits throughout the winter your main focus. And just remember as well, you guys, that health and happiness in Ayurveda 
are equally important. Ayurveda actually measures health in terms of happiness. You cannot feel happy if you don't have the proper brain chemistry or gut health. And so remembering that when you're feeling good and vibrant, that that is a really powerful reflection of your internal health. So let's talk about the first part of thriving during the holidays. And part number one is your mindset. It's really important. I think the first place that we can start here is just aligning yourself with your vision and your goals. So if you are, you know, wanting to lose weight or wanting to improve your gut health, wanting to improve your hormones, focus on the bigger picture and remind yourself why you got started in the first place. I think that will help you to stay on track, even when those temptations are at your fingertips. One of the things I ask my clients to do is to envision themselves having achieved all of their goals. How does that person talk? How does that person interact? How does that person show up in the world? And if you can get aligned with that vision and start showing up as that person in your social gatherings, you'll find it a lot easier to navigate those social interactions and social engagements and especially the food in those situations. Step number two in your holiday mindset is to make sure that you're setting healthy boundaries and not restrictions. It's really important that you're not setting yourself up for failure with unrealistic expectations for yourself. I think that instead of going in with a predetermined mindset of defeat, i.e. it's the holidays, and so I always overeat on the holidays, so I basically give up and surrender to the copious amounts of food and alcohol, that's not a good mindset to start with, right? Do not go in with a predetermined mindset of defeat. I don't have good self-control around milk and cookies, whatever it is for you, you know? And the second part of this is to give yourself guidelines, not restrictions. For example, don't tell yourself you're not going to have any pie or shortbread cookies or holiday chocolates. If you love dessert, I love lint chocolates, you guys. Instead of practicing, instead of giving yourself food rules of like, I can't have chocolate or I'm not going to eat any cookies, give yourself an intention to have one of your favorite desserts and not three or four. Right. So it's about healthy boundaries, not restrictions. I think too often we make food rules can or can't have. As soon as you say the word can't, all of a sudden it's like your little inner child comes out kicking and screaming and it wants all of the things. And then as soon as you have that thing, if you give in to the temptation, now you're in a guilt shame spiral because you've done something you told yourself yourself you weren't going to do. Not only does that break trust and confidence in your ability to navigate these social settings and holidays. It also spirals into shame. And that can is a very vicious cycle for overeating and overindulging, basically binging and purging. So number one, align yourself with your vision. Number two, healthy boundaries, not restrictions. Number three, this is all in your mindset. It's to seek out satiety. And this can be physical, but it's also mental, emotional. You know, understanding that satiety is very much based on, well, it can be based on a couple of things. Psychologically, it can be based on your own satisfaction. You know, that was satisfying. I enjoyed that. If you tell yourself you need more, you're going to go for more. And so seeking out satiety, I think there's a couple parts to this. One, it's slowing down, eating slowly and chewing your food. That's going to give your brain a chance to figure out that you've actually eaten enough food and it will send you the signals of satiety, letting you know that you're full. During this time, instead of cramming as much food onto your plate as possible with that mindset of defeat, well, it's Christmas, I'm just going to eat as much as I possibly can, start with a small serving and enjoy and and savor that food. I think that that will really help you with moderating the quantity, but it also helps to improve your digestion. 
remember again that it's what we do consistently, not occasionally. So Christmas dinner is not the big, you know, the big thing that we want to focus on here. It's actually all of the little things in between, you know, all of the Christmas parties, all of the social gatherings, all of the, you know, available Christmas goodies at your workplace or that people are bringing over to your house. Enjoying each little bit of your meal or each little bit of the Christmas indulgent foods will help you to feel more content with less. That means you'll eat less, but enjoy what you've eaten more. So seek out satiety. Number four mindset hack is to replace gratitude, to replace guilt with gratitude. If you feel guilty for what you've eaten or for what you've consumed during the holidays, it will spiral you into that guilt shame spiral. And again, leave you in a place in in the new year where you're feeling like you've broken your own trust and like you have to start over. Instead, if you can practice feeling gratitude, enjoying the delicious food around you, the quality time with your family, friends, and loved ones, that gratitude will steamroll all the negative emotions that might come along with the holidays, i.e. overwhelm, you know, the overindulgence, the guilt for having a few drinks when you said you weren't going to. But replacing that with gratitude will allow you to focus on the positive feelings that will help you to feel, again, more content and to be able to tap into that abundance and energy that surrounds you. So that's my tip number four. Number five is getting over last supper thinking. During the holidays, it's really easy to get caught up in all or nothing thinking, which tempts us to eat as if it's the last supper. So this last supper mentality creates a feeling of urgency and scarcity where it's like now or never. Christmas only comes once a year. I have to get these gingerbread cookies in me because I'm never going to get to have another gingerbread cookie for the whole year. That's not true. You guys, you can make shortbread cookies and gingerbread cookies in July if you really wanted to. So last supper thinking is something that can really drive us into patterns of binging and purging and self-destructive behavior. You can have one cookie without eating the whole box. You do not need to eat 10 cookies because it's a Christmas cookie and not a regular cookie. Just remember that if you get caught up in last supper thinking, you're way more likely to overeat, overindulge, and make excuses for yourself without any kind of regard for your health. Okay. Number six, you guys, is don't cheat on yourself. As soon as we say the word cheat, we feel negativity and guilt and shame. Again, not feelings that we want to create during the holidays. Those are only going to compound feelings of overwhelm. So you don't need treats. You don't need cheat days. You are allowed to enjoy food. Enjoying food is one of the values of food. I teach my clients to stack values of food, meaning that you can look at caloric value, nutritional value. You can look at the value of social connectedness in food, but we can also value food just simply for enjoyment. We're human and we're meant to enjoy ourselves. And so if you don't give yourself permission to have pleasure or joy, you may feel that this is very challenging for you to enjoy something without guilt. On the other side of that, if you don't have any play or joy or free time in your life and all you do is work or all you do when you're not working is maybe it's scrolling social media, watching television, you don't have any hobbies or things that you truly enjoy, you'll have a very hard time around food that is pleasurable because now food is filling up that cup of pleasure short term. But long term, if we're playing the long game here and you want to have a positive relationship with food, it's important that you look for other ways to include joy during the holidays other than food and alcohol. Make non-social eating plans. Get out with your friends. And remember that when you are enjoying food, you're not cheating, you're enjoying, right? Okay. 
Now, the next part to our How to Thrive During the Holidays guide is prepare to succeed. Don't miss a morning routine. Now, in our programs, we have morning routines. And it's just a few minutes in the morning where you focus on you, on your thoughts, on gratitude, self-affirmation, and slowing down, connecting to your breath and body. It's easy to fall prey to the hustle culture and holiday chaos. And so I strongly recommend taking some time for yourself to relax and some alone time in the mornings. Fitting in a morning routine will help you to be mentally prepared to navigate the chaotic holidays with a sense of calm and self-determination. It will also help you to power up with gratitude and start your day in a way that is grounded. I think that's really important because when we get caught up in the holiday chaos and the hustle culture, it's very easy to lose that sense of connection with ourselves and to feel scattered. And so grounding yourself with a daily routine can be very beneficial. Number two, you guys, don't skip meals. Don't skip breakfast so you can overindulge at dinner. That's only going to mess with your hormones of hunger and satiety and make you more likely to overeat and feel guilty later. Have a good protein-packed breakfast and make sure that you are eating regular snacks throughout the day. Maybe there's some smaller snacks or a smaller lunch before you have Christmas dinner, but try not to skip meals and definitely don't skip breakfast if you overeate the night before. That will also create a vicious cycle of binging and purging. The next tip I have for you is to stay hydrated. This will help you to not only prevent overeating, but also to be aware, more aware of your liquid calories. If you're drinking every other drink as water, it will help you to keep your calories down during the holidays by consuming less eggnog, soda, and alcoholic beverages. I always pack my water bottle with me everywhere, and I recommend that you do too, especially if you're traveling. People often confuse hunger for thirst. So make sure that you stay hydrated. I know it's challenging during the winter when it's colder, but leave your water out on the counter in your Berta filter or whatever you have available to you so that the water is room temperature. For a lot of people, that makes it more palatable and easier to get down during the colder months. The next tip that I have for you is to plan ahead for travel. If you're spending hours on a plane or in the car, it can be difficult to maintain a healthy routine when you're not in your home environment. Pack a few essentials with you. I always pack my water bottle and my exercise resistance band so that I can get a workout in on the road or in an environment where there's not a gym. I would also bring good outdoor walking shoes or maybe even snowshoes if your family is able to get out and move in that way. Always have footwear that you can get out walking in so that at minimum you can get your steps in. My next tip is to perform intentional acts of kindness. The holidays can be a tough time for a lot of people and for a variety of reasons. I feel that if we're able to give without expecting in return, there's a very powerful therapeutic effect and we can get more into the spirit of Christmas by practicing intentional acts of kindness without expecting anything back. Maybe it's paying for the person behind you in line for their coffee. Maybe it is reaching out to someone that you haven't spoken to in a while and wishing them happy holidays. Intentional acts of kindness can go a long way. Perhaps it's donating to a charity of your choosing But in any way, acts of kindness can really help us to feel gratitude, and that is very therapeutic. Lastly, you guys, move your body. I know that it's busy during the holiday seasons, but if you are really looking to make your holidays healthful and to thrive during the holidays, it's time to start making reasons and not excuses. It's okay if you can't get into the gym to crush a workout. There's simple things you can do in the comfort of your home. All you need is your body and some fun music, maybe some resistance bands, 
or you can make non-social eating plan, non-eating social plans. I, I managed to scramble those words like they were in a blender, non-eating social plans, social plans that don't involve food, go for a walk, get a pair of snowshoes, crush a workout with your family or hit the slopes. I know that it might seem like an impossible feat to stay on track when there are temptations stacked right in front of your nose, but by following the steps in this survival guide, you'll find yourself enjoying the holidays without sabotaging all your hard-earned results throughout the year, and you'll move into the new year already in forward momentum. Also, in our Health Pillars Holiday Survival Guide, Part 3 is a bonus. We have healthy portion sizes and how to use your hand as a portion guide. For example, using the tip of your thumb, as a serving size for fats, using the palm of your hand as a serving size for meat protein, using a cupped handful for different nuts and fats, and your fist handful or a fist sized portion for your carbohydrates. That would be like your fruits, vegetables, rices, etc. So if you're using this method to build your plate, it can be you know, very helpful. And we have in here for men, two palm-sized portions of protein. For women, one palm-sized portion of protein. After you've picked your protein, then you're going to fill your plate with vegetables of choice. For men, two fist-sized portions. For women, one fist-sized portion. Then you're going to pick your carbohydrates or starchy carbs or grains. And for men, I would do two cupped handfuls. For women, one cupped handful. Then you're going to choose your healthy fats. Men, two thumb-sized servings. And women, one thumb-sized serving. If you want a copy of this Health Pillars Survival Guide, I want to call it the Thriving Guide, shoot me a message on Instagram at Haley Vera Fitness and just send me a message that says Survival Guide. I'll send you a free copy. You can also watch this on YouTube to see the entire Survival Guide and read through it with me. There's one more thing that I want to talk about in terms of your mindset, and that's your reflection of yourself and others. If you are really working hard to improve your health during the holidays and you allow other people to guilt or shame your choices, the holidays will be much more stressful and less enjoyable. My advice in social settings is not only to show up as the person that you want to become, but to set healthy boundaries and to make empowered choices. If someone asks you why you're choosing the, your food the way that you are, oh, that's a small serving. Usually you eat three plates. I would reflect to them that I'm very excited and proud of myself for improving my health and wellness. And so people reflect back to us what we're feeling internally. And if you are feeling proud of yourself and empowered in your choices, other people will reflect that back at you and help you to feel more empowered and proud. People are like mirrors. If you go into that setting and someone offers you a cookie and you say, oh, I can't, I'm on a diet. Not only are they going to feel likely shame or guilt around eating the cookies themselves, they will also try and convince you to have fun by eating the cookies too. And so for myself, I will say things like, no, thanks, not right now, because it's simple, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that it's bad or I can never have it. I can't have it or I don't eat it, I just say not right now. And that can be very simple and an easy way for them to move on without, you know, trying to encourage you to have something that you don't want without any social pressure. Another thing that you can say if someone asks you or questions you is just that, hey, I am working right now on improving my relationship with food. And that is actually starting with how I choose my food in social settings. 
And people might look at you funny when you first say it, but if you say that with pride and enthusiasm, other people will be like, oh yeah, right on, good for you. People reflect how you feel. If you feel negatively about your diet rules, other people will push and try to encourage you to break them. But if you show up and you set healthy boundaries and you're positive and excited about it, other people will help you to enforce those boundaries by reflecting that excitement back to you. All right, you guys, that's everything for today. I hope that you have wonderful holidays and a great start to 2023. I have one more episode coming for you before the end of the year. So make sure you tune in. We're going to be talking about goal setting for the new year. Peace, love, and personal growth. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Your Vibrant Life Podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to catch your weekly dose of health and wellness. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is to share this episode with someone who could benefit or leave a review. If you'd like to find out more about the online programs and services available at Health Pillars, go to healthpillars.ca and click Let's Work Together to fill out an application. I'd love to help you create your vibrant life.